In this episode of Full Nerd, full Alder Lake review and GPU updates. Welcome to episode 192 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Amazing how you can nail that in one take when your parking space is going to expire. <laughs> yes, you, the San Francisco meter maids are. You, I'm, I will run out. I don't care. I'm just leaving because it's like an $85 million ticket here in San Francisco. Elena Yee, oh, who never gets tickets because you know she's too smart for That's that. That's not true. I got one very early on of having a car, and ever since then, I've been super careful about it. Really? I've only got, well, you mean moving violation or parking ticket? No, no, no. Uh, parking ticket. Oh, okay. I've only gotten one moving violation. I've been needing to knock on the table because you never, that's, and Adam Patrick Murray. It's only the vertical and horizontal man, with a parking spot. Yeah, it's true. I, I got a parking spot. Uh, it's not, not, not worried about the timer on that one. Uh, the, the, you know, Brad, you know, took over PC World recently, and then look, he's got a brand new website for us. If you go to PCWorld.com right now, let me click on it right now. It's a Whoa. new, a new refresh. Brad, how did you make this change so quick in your career? Uh, you know, I'd like to thank my parents for getting me to this point, etc. No, no, it was the hard work of lots and lots of smart people behind the scenes. Many, many months of hard work from web elves doing their web elf things, and I think it looks awesome. Hopefully, you guys like it more. Uh, the pages should load a lot faster, so hopefully you guys have a much smoother experience. We get a lot of new tools. We can do cool, interesting things with the articles, so hopefully you guys like it. Yeah, it, it's fun. Been, been a long time in the making. It's just funny that it, it coincides with you, uh, you know, kind of taking the reins. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Brad is is the one who brought it to fruition. So because nobody <laughs> it's been a busy realizes, weeks. yeah, it has been very busy. Lots of stuff. Oh my goodness, so much stuff on the back end. It, it looks like we're not doing much, but we are. Uh, but you know what? There also other people are doing stuff like trying to to leak out twelfth uh, gen Alder Lake CPU benchmarks. Actually, right Adam, Adam, yes. let's what? not play it. They're not trying to. I'm bringing you internet exclusive exclusive Ooh. review exclusive. of Intel's twelfth gen Alder Lake CPU. <laughs> I know people are like, that's not even out for another month or two, right? Three months. I don't know when it's coming out, Gordon. I'm like, don't worry about it. I got the full review. I've done extensive testing of other people's leaks that are on the internet everywhere to form an opinion. I can already tell you what you need to know about the Alder Lake CPU and review it, even though I've never even seen one. I have no idea if it's even real. I ain't got one. But we have enough data to review it already <laughs> because there have been so many leaks. Uh yeah, a lot of leaks. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this image from uh oh crap I forgot the article the first article it is from uh, WCCF Tech. Uh, here we go. That has uh yeah. Some... They, this is of the twelve uh, i nine twelve nine hundred part, which I'm gonna guess is the is a you know lower TDP version, and they're basically saying uh over the highly respected user benchmark score here of one hundred and fourteen percent better i think outstanding but that's that's uh <laughs> that's the first result i have tested by reading uh, uh another one or what uh, what's the other result you want to show off here that i've i've tested by reading uh well we got cinebench that's definitely uh oh yeah a popular benchmarking tool 
So let, uh, let me flash that up on the screen. Look at that Cinebench. It, yeah. it was run. Why did you blank out all the, the information, Gordon? Well, I didn't. Uh, whoever ran it themselves and then leaked it onto Twitter um, did that. But uh, it, it, I tweeted this a, a while ago. This is a, a result I I scientifically did not run and, and ran it enough times to scientifically not come to a conclusion. But uh, looking pretty good there. That Cinebench score makes Alder like very competitive with and AMD's offering in in multi-threaded performance and single-threaded performance looks pretty good. I it's enough for me to say the review it will make it better cuz I've read this leaked result cuz that's all you need to do is read the read the re- leaked results to to review the part I've determined under the new standards of internet hardware reviews. So, oh, easy. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, uh, other results that I have not run. I got another one from, uh, who is this? This is uh, Sandra uh, over at, oh, crap. There we go. Well, okay. sorry. Uh, so the, the weird thing about Alder, like I will tell you from having not tested it scientifically multiple times, is some things that I have uh, read leaked reports about say it's faster and some things say it's slower. And this one is. Oh, wow. So, you know, some things are good. Some things are not, not great. You know, some things are. So I. I I uh, the Sandra result is you know so so but you know I I I will say because uh, the value here is you are seeing a completely you know leaked performance result from who knows how it was run but uh, you know it, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta understand some parts are better some parts are are not as good in some benchmarks so it's uh, I can I can guarantee you that Elder Lake will top rise and then user benchmark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's not it. Wait, Forbes has a Forbes. Yes, has uh, a graph. Here new we benchmark go. leak reveals impressive performance of Intel's twelve nine hundred K, twelve seven hundred K, and twelve six hundred K Alder Lake processors. Let's not get all the parts in there for SEO. But actually, no. Let's actually go ahead and do that. Cinebench R twenty looking pretty damn good as well. Look at that single threaded performance. Just all kinds of crazy. And multi-threaded performance, right there, right there with 5950X. And that's why I know people would normally say, well, Gordon, you should actually uh, get the hardware in, set it up yourself, and then actually run your review that way. But I think that's just, that's very 20, that's that's very September 28th thinking, I think. Yeah, that's, that's Web 1.0. That's, that's Web 1.0. September 29th thinking is... <laughs> I'm just going to read all the leaked uh, reports and write the review based on that. I, I think that's that's how we should judge any products is just simply on on the leaks. Uh, it's enough for review. I, that's yeah. I don't trust any of those benchmarks as far as I could throw them yet. <laughs> uh, but that being said, if there is an element of truth to them, that kind of lines up kind of what what I'm expecting out about a leak. Like. The new, it's not big little, what they call it, hybrid design is such a radical change that there's sure to be strengths in some parts, weaknesses in other parts, and draws in other parts. We just need to not draw scores off a user bench to figure that out. Yeah, we need to wait until people get them to look at them themselves. But clearly wait, wait, there's... Gordon, are you saying that this this chip I'm showing on screen that we have a, a, a photo of, that this wasn't you? You didn't take this photo? Which, which uh, photo? It was off of Twitter. Um 
uh, of the actual uh, well it looks it's, like it's it's the actual part itself it's somebody i don't know who got it from somebody who then blacked it out and then put it on twitter and then i saw it somewhere else on reddit and then i went back to it on twitter <laughs> and linked to it so that is that is good enough because oh, okay. i mean it, it's like that's that's enough on modern day again let's not let's not get Let's not be old school about reviewing <laughs> stuff and actually having to test it before we got all, you know, all riled up about stuff and start yelling. I even saw a headline saying the DDR4 performance is, is, uh, suppress- is surprisingly good of Alder Lake. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't need to do anything else. That's enough. That's, <laughs> that's everything we do. know. we don't need to see 75 million words from Dr. Ian Cutress reviewing it or all that. Just- Wait, so, so you're saying. Brad's now the boss. We have a new website. We don't have to actually have the chip in hand to review anymore. It's good. It's, it's, it's all good. these changes happening to PC World it's good. so soon. It's, it's streamlining. Good. Yes, streamlining. <laughs> and that's no, but it is crazy. I and I think there's another. I it is kind of crazy the amount of leaks though, right? This is just sort of like it is nuts. And this is why whenever there's like a new part that launches and there's all these leaks, it always makes me wonder what's going on because is this is this is this influence. Are they trying to like make us? Are they trying to manipulate us to make us expect something? But it gets very dangerous too if you play that game. And I don't think they would because it's extremely dangerous. But you know, be, because if everybody has exceedingly high expectations and the actual part is say fifteen percent lower than that, even though it's still great, people are like then angry because it doesn't match the leak performance they expected. So it is it is a dangerous yeah, game re- to play. Remember uh, the wait for Vega debacle. Uh, everyone waited for Vega, and then they waited for... Wait for Navi. Whatever. Hashtag wait for Navi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Vega so, wound up being very good, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> uh, well, we have a, uh, a good question from a uh, friend of the show, Liquid R, in the YouTube chat, uh, is asking, what's the likelihood the leak is from Intel themselves, Gordon? They, I will tell you it's, it's a minus 5% chance of that, because, again, this is... These are very big companies with very deep pockets, and there is no way that they would intentionally say you need to leak this out at least there's i don't believe that would happen because lawsuits happen somebody's going to get fired nobody ever wants to do that so i i think there's probably just a lot of parts out there there might be partners that are excited about it it also may speak to the amount of people who have it so these Mm -hmm. these engineering samples are everywhere so they're being spun up and maybe more mistakes are happening i i don't think any of it's intentional manipulation although it always makes you wonder it's like how could you have this many leaks because it's a lot of leaks geek bench and like ashes of the it's just like if you run that benchmark there's like do you want to upload this result there's like a big ass checkbox right there right it's not that hard for the person to check that and off, you have to but, check it <laughs> well it comes checked automatically oh. but you should you know come on you you know like you're going to get fired over it. You're going to uncheck that. You're going to make sure you're going to uncheck it. So I think I don't think any of it is intentional leaks, but it always it doesn't you know it always makes you wonder, of course, because there's so many. I mean, it's like it, I, again, we were talking about like, hey, let's talk about leaks this morning. There's another one from WCF Tech this morning, right? So it, I have to kind of wonder. I agree, we're seeing a lot more than usual around this. Uh, you always see them, but a lot more than usual. I have to wonder if it's partly because Windows 11. And Alder Lake are so tightly tied together and coming out in the same rough time window. We don't know when Alder Lake's coming out. I believe it's still just fall. But Windows 11 is coming out next week, so I wouldn't be surprised. It has that new Intel thread scheduler made for Alder Lake, basically. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get it out there to as many people as possible. So 
they can run their tests. Yeah. Speaking of rumors, I think it's supposed to be end of October. Some, but someone also said like early November that Alder Lake is going to drop. So right, the people are making the, the assumption based on the MSI leak, right? Where it was like, hey, you can buy the LJ seventeen hundred upgrade socket on on this date. People are like, why'd you pick that date? I don't know. That's, that's just <laughs> why the mines twenty twelve. Why they picked that a date? Suspicious date on the lunar calendar. You know, I never could get why people got so excited about that whole Mayan twenty twelve thing because it's just like <laughs> it's like, dude, they made that calendar in like I don't know twelve hundred. Like, like, like if you're at work and you're like you're making a spreadsheet, you're like, dude, do I need to make this this spreadsheet up for like eight hundred years? I mean, can't they do that later? You know, let's go to lunch, right? But no, that would be I, hilarious if it was like me with our CMS where I like make something due in like 2099 just so I can look at it later. <laughs> and it was like the same thing for them. Yeah. No, the whole calendar based, you know, like coincidence thing is like, well, there's only 365 days in the year. So it seems like there will be an awful lot of coincidences. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think so. But clearly there have been more leaks. It's just kind of insane the amount of leaks there have been. So people are just being sloppy, I guess. I would, I would like, I always say, man, you know, you know me, I always douse the rumors, take all these with a big punch of salt, Donnie Brasco style. Uh, don't read too much into it until you get proper third party evaluations where you can see how all the work was done. Yeah. I, you, you definitely want to wait, and I think, especially because the leaks have been everywhere, everywhere, and so sort of, you know, some good, some bad, some just, just wait. Don't get worked up about it. I mean, it's always kind of like, oh, that's cool, but I never, never get overly worked up about it. But I still would recommend if you were to ask me, I wouldn't buy a CPU right now. I mean, probably for the last yep. month and a half, I, I would want to wait because we're so close. We're so close. Why you want to wait to see what it is, right? And even if they wind up, you know, if well, Alder Lake comes out and winds up being good, which all these leaks suggest that it very well could be, uh, even AMD has a history of dropping its prices in response to what Intel does. So if you're going to wait, if you're looking to buy a CPU, at least wait to see if that happens, even if you want an AMD CPU, mm. I would say. Good point. I think the one thing that is a little different about this time of waiting, too, is that there's a lot that we have to see in terms of nuance. You know, I think it's not just like, okay, what's single core performance? Boom. What's multi-core performance? Boom. Because it's got this hybrid um, architecture, I think there's going to be a lot more interesting details that come out about like how it performs in specific applications and situations that makes it even more uh Maybe imperative is actually a good word to wait and see how this is going to go down, both for desktop and for laptops. I think laptops are definitely going to see something super interesting on that side. Yeah, laptops will be very interesting because there have been also, you know, leaks that it's going to be in laptops with the same configuration, I guess, which I will be interested to see because thermals, but I don't know. Um, Yeah, I would definitely wait. I'm with you too because I really think. This this design is unlike anything we've seen before on our side. So you want to you want to know what am I going to get out of it? So uh, it's it's not just the new design. It's moving to PCIe five. It's moving to DDR five. Like the whole thing is new. Like I would definitely not get any hopes up to you see proper reviews. Uh, speaking of which, friend of the show CMC Knight uh, is asking: uh, Due to these scientific leaks, uh, can we posit uh, how Alder Lake will compare to uh, the M1 chip? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess it'll be faster since it's a 125-watt part on a desktop versus a laptop. Mm. But I know people will ask. Well, no, no, the M1's in a desktop. You've got the, the iMac. Yeah, God, I will say the iMac was really... You know, it's actually someone who... I I was pretty damn impressed by the M1 in the in the MacBooks. That iMac is really sort of like was pretty disappointing, I have to say. <laughs> you know, it it uh I it is what it is. It's an iMac, but it was honestly pretty disappointing, I think. Uh a, a more serious question from uh, Rowan Mags uh has a question about gaming. Do you think gaming will use the E cores uh or if all of it will be on the the P cores? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure certain games will will use uh, the E cores. I mean, again, very few games ever scale up to the amount of threads that are in you know modern high end CPUs. But the few that do, sure, why not? Right? I mean, it doesn't. It's not really going to see that much of a difference, I guess. But I would assume that the Intel thread director would go. You know, you're going to use the performance cores for everything, and you know what? If you're doing Maybe if you're doing something in your game that nobody cares about, like decompressing a texture or something like that, or doing some sound, you know, uh, sound algorithm, I would throw that to an E core or something. You're doing some background process, you know, but it feels like that's going to, we're a ways away from that, where a game would intentionally be designed for it. I'm real curious to see how the thread director and games and everything behave in regards to streaming. Uh, and how it goes about prioritizing all that kind of different stuff when it comes out. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of question marks around Alder Lake that are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm actually, you know, in those P-Cores, because, I mean, everything it shows, all the leaks, which we know we can put our faith in 100%, clearly show it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very beefy IPC increase. You would assume that it, it turns up in gaming, that we would see a lot of the gaming they should in theory, have a nice nice advantage in a lot of games. So we'll see that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what regressions there will be, though, if there's certain things that are just like, that are just somewhat allergic to this new design. I wonder if, if we're going to run into those things. Well, but It's going to happen. It's going to look at Destiny did that with Ryzen when it came out. It was just, this is new. I don't understand what's going on. I'm freaking out. Yeah, but it'll probably happen more on the Windows 10 side, right? Without the uh, Thread Director. Well, Thread Director or, is... I'm sorry, the... Um, the the new scheduler stuff in yeah. Windows 11. I would expect. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would think it would manifest itself in both. I don't think it really makes a difference. Mm. I I wouldn't guess it would, but I would guess those are going to be pretty rare. And you know, typically a developer, it's like, well, you know, this is the number one CPU maker in the world. I'm I'm going to fix my thing. So it's always nothing to lose your head over. So yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a very very interesting indeed. I, I'm 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 quite curious. I'm I'm excited to see actual hands-on Gordon time. I know uh, that's Adam. You don't have to. We've done it. <laughs> we've done it all. I've read you. We've seen some. Shown you some. Like look, look. We're looking at a uh, single single. You, you mentioned the links. You showed your work. I um, showed my work. That's. I don't need to do anything. I was talking about eight seventeen for twelve nine hundred in Cinebench R twenty single threaded. Well, uh, did did we talk about pricing? Because uh, that's another thing that also leaked, right? Uh, yeah, I, I got a, a little Tom's Hardware thing over here that I I didn't clip out, but it's saying uh, Core i nine one twelve nine hundred K is seven oh five. At uh, let's see, where did they get this? 
Uh, it was from a European a, a Europe, European retailer. Yeah, yeah. European re- retailer leaked it um, or screwed up. There was another one too. There were actually two two real retailers that that put them in. I I think uh, it'll be priced competitively with with Ryzen. All the indications are it'll be. That's actually probably not. I don't. I think it's going to end up there for the high end part because it's six fifty for fifty nine fifty X, and you know you can get them generally now. So I think you know it's a new part. Wait, 5950X, isn't that $800 oh, yes. MSRP? Isn't it? It's $800. $750, yeah. right? I think we're starting to see the prices come down for sales finally, but I think the MSRP is 800 for the top end Ryzen 9 part. No, yeah, it's, it's 800 I guess I haven't seen one that you could buy in uh, the last <laughs> it's been, No, it's been available. So. It's been available. Yeah, for the last but, So 705 month. would actually be undercutting that by a good chunk. Yeah, I think my guess is... It's it'll be priced in that range because you got to figure Intel's anticipating AMD lowering prices because they have new parts coming out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lowering price is one way you, you sort of offer more competition too. So, but seven, I would expect to be a seven hundred dollars CPU ish, seven eight. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're already spending seven hundred dollars, you know, what's another hundred dollars at that point? Another hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know you're you're uh, going no, for a high couple, end. Couple video people, games. People who buy high end parts, I, I don't really think they're like the ones like oh I, I need to you know I'm I'm yeah you know it's you're going for most high of end. them. But there are some people that I've seen in chat and on Reddit where they're like oh I mean they'd put that hundred dollars towards a nicer motherboard right like you go from a two hundred dollar motherboard to a three hundred dollar motherboard. And get all the extra bells and whistles with it if you really want, or more importantly, probably storage. There's always places where you can put that money. Yeah, you, there use. are always places, but I my feeling is like when you're configuring your system, you know, and you've got like you've, you've I've got seven hundred dollars for a CPU. What am I going to buy? Do you then crank it all the way back to a fifty nine fifty or fifty nine hundred X to twelve core? Or do you go like you know what? I'm gonna go sixteen. Right? I you're so you're close enough to the price of the the fifty nine fifty X. You would just do it. I think so. I think most people, but I mean, so I don't know about are. most, but there is definitely a big chunk of people <laughs> yeah, who do that. I would say the same as Brad. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a luxury purchase at that point. And I agree that people will just pay what they can to get the Lambos. But. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going into the Lamborghini dealership and say so you got the DX version of this. It's like, no, cause you're like, you want to like, I'll take oh, the well, seats. you know, we're going to, oh, we're going to sell you this Lamborghini in silver. It's, it's called Tercel Silver. Why is it called Tercel Silver? <laughs> well, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we know some people that buy a, a supercar don't want to just stack out there. They are not out there to be flashy revving the engine at 8,000 RPM as they, they cruise down in Miami, right? They're not. You don't, yeah, okay, give me the I mean, yellow one. Is this really a Lambo, though? Because I feel like this is maybe a little bit closer to a Tesla these days, and there are people who bought the base model of the Tesla. <laughs> just to say they had one? Yeah, but you don't, I just sort of think if you're already in that, you're already in that neighborhood of high end, uh, it's very easy. That's all the, all the, everything is designed to get you to like, well, you're pretty close. You know, why don't you just notch up a little bit, you know? If you're well, like if your budget is five hundred dollars, that's one thing. But you're talking about your five hundred dollars. Well, what if what if the what if the question is, hey, should I go uh, with a a lower chip, lower Alder Lake chip, but invest in the newer motherboard with DDR five, or do the higher Alder Lake chip and get the older motherboard with DDR four? That's more proven. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be. There will, I mean, it feels like there's going to be like, yeah, you know what? I give, I want the yellow Lamborghini. 
and I, I want the loudest exhaust you can get. And there's definitely going to be people like, well, I need to step it back. I, I need, they're going to be, they do want practical fast too, right? So they'll get, you know, a high end Corvette or something. I, I think it's sort of like, you know, it, may, it just makes more sense, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a very realistic place because if you were to ask me again, you know, like I'm, I was just joking because obviously we, <laughs> we're not reviewing Alder Lake yet. <laughs> Nobody's reviewed it, but I, if you if I were to predict, I think it's going to be a respectable part. It, it's going to it's going to be a good fight, and I think it'll be what's going to break down. If I were to predict, people are going to be like, "Well, you you want to go all the way to eleven? You want twelve nine hundred K? You want DDR five high clock RAM? Give me a five hundred dollar motherboard, all that stuff, right?" And then you're going to be, "Well, I want the new architecture. I want Intel because I I wanted Intel. I've been waiting for." <laughs> This is going to kill Intel. I've been waiting for a good Intel CPU. To <laughs> I want this, but DDR5 is too much. I'm going to buy the DDR4 version. So maybe that twelve, that twelve six hundred K part might be you know the way to go. Give up you know thread count, but I get the new architecture. I get Intel branding, and I don't have to pay for the initial DDR5. You know, you know pain mm-hmm. pain point. So I think that's you're going to see the ones that like they yellow Lamborghini ones, and then the ones that just sort of want you know Corvette. <laughs> I mean, just just a Z80 Corvette, just a ninety five thousand Corvette. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see uh, plenty more leaks uh, yes. <laughs> in in the time to come. But uh, we got one last question from uh, CMC Knight: Will AMD drop the Vcash Ryzen's this year if Alder Lake isn't uh, isn't complete? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I would think CES, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just makes sense. We're so close. Who knows though? You never know. And then I think it gives them a time to see how. Because they have to evaluate where Alder Lake is going to, because they have to know how to price whatever the next version is, too. So, But then you can't push it out so far that you're going to be running into Zen 4. I mean, do you? Yeah, but I mean, with everything going on in the world today, I personally fully expect VCAN or VCash uh, Ryzen to be at CES and then next gen Ryzen, Ryzen 4 or whatever, Ryzen 6, I guess, uh, all the way closer towards the end of next year would be my guess. That'll be the next until refresh cycle that they battle against i guess but i mean one i guess it sort of depends on how the supply of alder lake is too but mm-hmm. i do wonder do you really want to get into a posture where if you're on defensive just to get off the gas you know it's sort of like yeah. if really if they're really you want to you want to hit back with something you know you can like it's like if we were to look at not moving on to the next one but if you were to look at where uh arc is going to come out you know, you know they are every day scheming at NVIDIA to figure out how to just rain on that parade like anything, right? So yep. if you're AMD, you're also like, I want to rain on Alder Lake. I'm going to cut prices on 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 current Zen 3 parts, and then we'll come out with – we'll just launch Vcash because it's not, you know. I, I think that my, my gut tells me that they think that's going to be a tangible upgrade. Because if you remember when they did the press briefings where that was announced – they didn't even tell the press about any of that. That was their one more moment, their genuine, like, hey, watch the stream, here's this. And now they've timed it such that it's going to be right after Alder Lake lands, so I suspect that they think it's going to be a pretty decent competitor. Yeah. I Okay, so I just looked this back up because I wasn't sure if my memory was failing me, but I thought the Vcash uh, Zen 3 parts were supposed to come end of year. Was there something newer that said that it would be CES? No, I think that's Brad kind of positing that. Okay. There's just way yeah. too many launches. Yeah. The thing is, though, so, okay, if you're AMD, 
say they get older, like they know how Vcash performs. They go like, yeah, you know, this isn't. I think there's another wild card AMD has is you because it's really a marketing PR game. It's headlines. If you want to, if you want to dump on Alder Lake, you come out with a Zen Three Threadripper, right? Oh, that's cute. You got, you know, you got Alder Lake. We got sixty, you know, sixty four cores of, of of Zen Three. That's you know, I mean, it's yep. a, it's a very limited platform appealability, but it just kind of looks like, damn, you know. Yep. No. That would be great. <laughs> people have been waiting for a Threadripper upgrade for a while. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's not like people really need it at that thread count, but it's a good maneuver to just dump all over Alder Lake in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. then it's just you go from Alder Lake headlines to suddenly, you know, 64-core Threadripper. <laughs> yeah. We've got, what, is it eight performance cores and, what is it, 16 hyper-efficiency cores in 12900K, theoretically? Uh and then you're like, all right, that's cool. We got 64 big cores. <laughs> yeah. But Very I think it's cores. actually uh, 16 threads. It's only like 8 and 8. And then you've got yes. the hyper threading on the uh, 8 big cores. 24. Right. Which is a weird count. Yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it 8 is. 8 and 8 plus 8. Uh, no, I mean, that's. It would be interesting because I, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I love watching is the, the maneuvering, the political drama of it all, you know, kind of. And I really, I just, I do wonder what NVIDIA is going to do when, when R comes along too. Cause that to me is, you know, NVIDIA is, <laughs> as, as we know, they don't, they don't mess around. Utterly so. ruthless. <laughs> this just means good things for uh, us though, as consumers, right? So if they get, they really go start going head to head again. I mean, uh, maybe Black Friday won't be as terrible as I'm anticipating. <laughs> I think next year. I think it'll be pretty good this <laughs> this year because I mean, the supply of Zen three is is you know you could buy it now and it really has been a really rough, rough six months for Zen three right like you just couldn't get the things for months and months and months and months. So, I would imagine some price cuts there. Well, speaking of Nvidia, uh, we 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 have some GPU related topics to talk about. Nothing. Nothing too deep, but man, there's just a, a bunch of small little things. Uh, so let's start off with the the super rumors. Keith, Keith actually covered this in his news roundup last week, but uh, yeah, we, we've got some rumblings of new RTX 3000 super parts. My first question, uh, Brad, it, is it too early? People can't uh, even get vanilla 3000 parts yet. It's a weird time, isn't it? People are asking if it's too early, but... RTX 3080 uh, launched a year ago, maybe even a little bit more than a year ago at this point. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely time, uh, especially if, you know, they're looking ahead to uh, Intel, like Gordon was saying. Uh, so Tom's Hardware has all these, this news that covers all these parts. Keith also covered it this weekend. Uh, and, you know, it looks like it just basically shores up potential weaknesses in the GeForce high-end lineup. Uh, probably gives them a chance to have another reason to sell a very high-priced graphics cards because they're called Super now. Uh, so yeah, the GeForce RTX 3090 Super and 3080 Super, they were already using pretty close to the full dies. So these are very much unconfirmed rumor specifications. But the rumors say that those get bumped up by a couple TMs each, so, you know, or SMs each. So... You know, a decent little bump. Not, no, nothing huge looking at the stat sheet. 
the most interesting part, but new part between the 3090 Super and 3080 Super is that the rumors say the 3080 Super will bump up to 12 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory. Because uh, if you remember correctly, 10 gigabytes being on the 3080 is like the one pseudo negative you can throw against it because some games are already bumping up against that. Uh, yeah, the 3070 and 3070 Super look to have the same amount of CUDA cores and everything. It has GDDR6 memory. Uh, the 3060, however, looks like it'll be a massive upgrade if these, again, very much rumored specifications are true. Uh, it, that would go all the way from 3,584 CUDA cores all the way up to 5,632 CUDA cores. So that would mean they're actually stepping up to a bigger die size. So they'll be using cut-down dies from like the 3070 chips as opposed to right now the 3060, 3060 Ti. I'm not sure about the Ti our higher-end version of that particular GPU. So the 3060 Super could be a potential big upgrade, and maybe you'd actually be able to use that 12 gigabytes of RAM that it comes with if that winds up to be the case. It makes sense, too, because they they all the forecasts are ARC will play in the neighborhood of the 3070. Mm-hmm. So if you buff 3070 and, and 3060 Super up to where... You know, where a 3060 Super is competitive with this new Intel part, then it gets harder. It gets harder for Intel to compete. It feels like because I really yep. sometimes, sometimes I really feel, and, and unfortunately, it, no disrespect to AMD graphics division, but it does feel like Nvidia has been more worried about where Intel's going to come because Intel is it's Intel resources coming into graphics again, right? So they have I agree. To go. I, I do have to throw in there that Radeon GPUs are very much going blow for blow with GeForce this time around. Yeah, that hasn't always been the case. So yeah, no, and I throw that out there. I agree. I think on performance front, they they are there. They are not there on supply, which is their issue. Like, yeah, believe me, if they can make 10, 10, 10 times the amount of Radeons, I think they'd sell every single one of them. But I do wonder if, like, Nvidia, if this is the one thing, one competitor they want to blunt by dumping on in the biggest way ever it's it's intel right that's yeah the interesting part to me is like as you're saying it's like seems like it's if these are true kind of lining up for a fight with intel but the interesting part to me is just how bunched together it leaves that 3060 3070 you know family if the 3060 super does get bumped up to 5632 cuda cores uh the 3070 and 3070 Ti, 3070 Super, according to these, only have 5,888, so only about 200 more CUDA cores, which is not very much when you're talking thousands and thousands of pieces. So they could offer very similar performance, at which point the 3060 Super will have 12 gigabytes of GDDR6 versus 8 gigabytes of GDDR6X for the 3070 with potentially similar performance, and it's, it could get very messy very fast. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think it'll get that messy, or do you think that given how hungry people still are for a graphics card, is all just going to sell anyway with some grumbling on the side? Yes. <laughs> the lineup some, will be messy some too much. Ever. Some too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that that will be one of the weird disconnects is is sometimes it, it feels like the reviews may come out and say, well, it doesn't make any sense to buy the 3070 with the 3060 Super now. <laughs> I'm like if you're buying one you're like i don't give a damn what it is give me anything you got whatever i can click on and you can actually ship me i'll take it like it feels like we're, right now the the market will tolerate 
messiness of of uh, of yeah. uh, of, the, of the series. Right? They can all overlap, and it wouldn't matter because you'd sell every single one. Doesn't yep. matter because everything is just everything is just completely just is messed up right now. And I'm I'm not like I I really like your idea of it's the battle intel if these are true. Because if you remember, the 1070 Ti came out, and that card was a why the heck would you buy this kind of card? But it existed solely to beat the Vega 56 by like two percentage points in mm-hmm. reviews. So yeah. and, and Nvidia does stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I you know, and I, and I do want to. I, I think people, they, a lot of people said, well, this made this makes zero sense to make a 3070 Ti, right? This is ridiculous. Don't buy this product, kind of ridiculousness. But I think it's just like that's not, you know. I actually think that's a good sign because this is a company that that they don't like they don't like to lose. They don't like even if it's like a ridiculous thing just just simply for the symbolism of being ahead you do it. Mm. And I some of these I some of these I kind of feel like they're padding out their lineup to be able to charge $100 more for some of these SKUs. I guess I don't know. <laughs> you know, but I mean things are I I don't even yeah, maybe they can charge more to vendors and who in turn can pass it all along all the prices but everything is just so out of whack now anyway and i don't does it nothing makes yeah. sense right now so <laughs> i i just i just think people have to respect a company that goes out of its way <laughs> just to mess with somebody else because they don't want to lose and you know i know people say well you you don't have to do this you can lose sometimes but that that is not some that's not a that's that's not the competitive streak that that the green company yeah. is known for right that's just not that's not what they do that's not that's not in their dna so you don't want that in your dna because then you start losing more often yeah yeah you don't want to like wait till you lose and then you try to catch up you just always want to <laughs> you know put the gas stay on the gas whole time and, and you know yeah. you don't want to let them get close well like we were saying earlier look at intel right now intel's you know, obviously they had fabrication issues but they're kind of scrambling because you know we had four cores at the top end forever and now Ryzen came out, and now they're they're trying to fight to get that back. And Nvidia doesn't operate like that, right? Uh, speaking of Intel, uh, a lot of people in chat are you know talking, hey, maybe Intel will be better for uh, mining. So you know, pe- people might switch over there, but it doesn't matter because uh, we have some some mining updates too. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they they've cracked down on all mining right in in China. Uh, what does yeah. this mean? Does this mean that we'll finally get GPUs? Uh, available uh it could especially depending where you live it could mean that they're not buying new gpus anymore which would be good itself uh so yeah china cracked down blanket ban according to Rudrich right here on all crypto transactions and mining and they're basically just trying to shut down mining in china they don't want it happening for a whole bunch of political reasons i'm not going to get into uh but yeah it's looking at least, you know, at the high level, like, it's not looking great for mining over there in China. And China is the place where a whole lot of mining happens because electricity is so cheap. So that could mean that demand goes down, which means we could get, hopefully, new GPUs for cheaper, semi-sane prices soon. Who knows? It's, you know, a world away from where I'm at. So who knows how much it translates over here. Uh but it could also mean that we'll see a bunch of used GPUs hitting the market soon. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll see a lot of that stateside because, again, who's going to ship a used mining GPU over the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> but we could start seeing if it if it 
if this makes it so that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stuff starts going down, uh, we could start seeing more used GPUs hitting the market if they become unprofitable. Uh, we've had glimmers of hope like this several times over the past year. I'm not hopeful about it yet, but that is definitely a big move. Uh, and if you're thinking about buying a mining GPU, we actually had a guide go up last week from Tiago. He actually runs a YouTube channel called Classical Technology here on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, it kind of breaks down everything you need to know before you consider buying one. Do you think the Chinese government is doing this to help gamers? Like, maybe they're <laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine, is it Premiere? I don't know what it is. Like, like, yeah. hey, I need that new 3080. Like, I can't get it, sir. I keep selling out. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody's buying them for what? I just want to play games. They also just instituted a crackdown on, like, how many hours children can game mm-hmm. after hours and stuff like that. Oh, so, well, see, the, I, I think they just hate graphics cards. No, the same reason for that, Brad. <laughs> All right. I got my 3080. Like, I'm playing Counter-Strike. What the hell? I keep getting... I'm not... I can't even get out of the spawn. <laughs> Well, sir, there's all these because they're 14 year olds. 14 year olds have like the hand eye response. You can't believe it, sir. So, you mean if we're prevented all 14 year old kids from playing games, I limit the amount of hours I can go in at night and play with my friends? And like, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> the awesome thing would be like capturing a, a Counter Strike match. You know, in China, like the Chinese servers, like you can't even like move, like I can't. Even. And then now it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, it's just not a. It's all gruff sounded old dudes on. It's the all yeah, cap. it's all these like sixty five year old gamers, like this ain't so bad now. Gaming after dark. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the that would be crazy, right? That would be the massive expose. Like, can you imagine? Like, I would be pissed if you're like a sixty five year old dude trying to play Counter Strike. Gets a bunch of fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> Get them out of here! Uh, uh, but uh, Brad, Brad, you are right. We we kind of had this uh, talk when Ethereum uh, kind of went offline, and we saw those videos of people crying and shutting down GPUs and their their mining operations, and hoping that it would ease up on things, but it didn't really too much. Uh, you know, and it blipped. So. It blipped for a couple of weeks, and then it came right back up. Yeah, this is definitely so. more significant, though. It does feel like yeah. things will ease, and I think because um, this isn't just mining; this is also all crypto transactions. Uh, yeah, so this is like very high level. Yeah, I would imagine it's that's it, what mining is. Well, it'll yeah, take yeah. a bit, and then I think Lisa Sue in an interview uh, this week said that she expects uh, the second half shortage, of twenty twenty. Yeah, second half of twenty twenty two. Two. Yeah. yeah, things will ease up. So you, you would, and I think I've already seen some forecasts saying. We're going to go from like, you know, a GPU apocalypse to suddenly this like a wash of, of, of silicon by next year or two years from now. Well, last time the bubble burst, uh, the Bitcoin bubble burst, that was in the Polaris era. And then all of a sudden you could pick up 580s for 120 bucks new. And that was wonderful. And now if you tried to pick that up, you'd probably spend four or 500 bucks on a used one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it's been the last few years. God, that was yeah. Those are those are crazy deal on those five eighty parts. Yeah, um, <laughs> the pandemic. Well, a uh, friend of the show, VC Jester, uh, just put in the YouTube chat that Spark Pool, the second largest Ethereum mining pool in the world, is shutting down tomorrow because of this. Wow, I don't, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. 
All so the well, Chinese premier could play Counter Strike <laughs> at seven o'clock at night. All that. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Um, what was Keep there? An eye out. Shop smart. If you're looking for used stuff, shop smart. Shop smart. Right now, yeah, you know it. Chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> you distracted the heck sorry. out. Of me. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, pricing has been flat to slightly raised over the past month or so for used GPUs, so we're still just keep on keeping on at this point. Uh, hopefully, you know, supp- all these things that we're talking about right here are hopeful signs for gamers. Hopefully, they all, you know, unify into a Voltron of awesomeness and we can actually buy graphics cards again. That's the hope. That's the hope. Uh, speaking of GPUs, we do have a uh, question over on our on our uh, Discord about GPU. So sh- should we get to the, the Q&A section or is there any anything else sure. high level we want to cover? No? Okay. Uh, yeah, if you want to get your questions in now, uh, get them in in the in the YouTube chat and at PC World so that I can see them. Uh, but if you're listening to this after the fact, then uh, go over to our Discord. There's a link in the description. You can uh, go to the Full Nerd Questions tab thing, whatever, and drop it in there. We'll read Channel. it on the show. Channel, thank you. Uh, here we go. And yeah, the, the first question I got from uh, Sharp Thunder. Uh, I have an RTX 2080 using an ultra-wide thir- uh, 3440 by 1400. Would it be worth holding off till the next-gen GPUs? Um, but they also do a lot of photo editing and video editing. Should they just buy a Quadro instead? Uh, if you do a lot of if you do a lot of gaming with that, I would just hold on to what you're doing because the Quadro drivers are not whatsoever optimized for gaming. Yes, you can game on them, but they're not whatsoever optimized for gaming. So if you're if that's part of your flow, I wouldn't even try to upgrade right now. I'd sit on that. You're still probably doing pretty well on ultra wide on that. Not as great as you would be with the 3080. Don't get me wrong, but you have a 2080, and those are gold right now. Yeah, you generally buy into Quadro professional uh, parts for certified drivers which is means that places like uh, AutoCAD and and the like and and all these engineering applications make sure they certify the drivers to work with it um and you actually get a buttload more performance on professional part only because those drivers hmm. are basically locked to the hardware and that application to give you more performance it's it's kind of a, a terrible situation but it's a lot of money Probably they got to probably pay those companies a lot of money to work well, for the drivers. And, so. and even with the inflated GeForce uh, cards, Quadro cards aren't cheap either. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it just just kind of a tangent, but there's a middle ground there because Nvidia also offers Studio drivers now, which, and which those is what I use it have with. Yeah. yeah they have game optimizations in them. They're not as fast paced as GeForce drivers. That's because they key into things like Photoshop and all the Adobe products, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're a photo editor and stuff on the side, you might want to consider checking those out instead of GeForce Experience. And and you can switch back and forth. I mean, it's it's kind of a pain, but you know you can load whichever driver. Uh, it it does require a reboot, I think. But yeah, that's that's what that's what I do too. Um, okay. So uh, does updating my mouse because I bought a Razer mouse. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> One of my laptops is like <laughs> stuck on the update, and it's annoying. Uh, anyway, uh, Ziv, friend of the show, Ziv uh, asked a question a little bit ago. What happened to NVIDIA's GT 1010? Wasn't it supposed to have been launched in January? Uh, the world. <laughs> they're not. They're not making low end GPUs anymore. They have better things to dedicate fab time to. Not just for NVIDIA, but for like the the big like Samsung and TSMC in general. 
like it doesn't make any sense for them to be pumping out low end parts right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That 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 wafer capacity could go to the chip shortages in cars, for example, or mm-hmm. whatever. So. Good point. Uh, we got a couple laptop-related questions. One of them, uh, it's a super chat. Thank you so much from VC Jester. Seven dollars total. Uh, it said, uh, "Gordon, this one's for you. Um, do you think uh, the Alder chip, Alder Lake chip, uh, will come in the new Prometheus laptops? And do you think they'll be even better than the Alienware laptops?" I can't imagine it actually being any better. My guess is those uh, Prometheus laptops everybody will look forward to because they've been waiting for, you know, I mean, the original Alien laptops were so awesome and people had set such high expectations. Like, there's no way this company is going to make a lousy sequel to the Alien laptop. Prequel. Nope. Well, either way, but there's no way it'll be bad. This is going to it's going to be incredible. My guess is I've seen a lot of really, really poorly um, uh, implemented new products that you would have expected to be better than the older ones. And sometimes they could be far inferior, despite what the professional critics like myself would say, <laughs> that a lot of the actual customers of those laptops will, would be really disappointed, mm. I think, yeah, you could say. Except for videos on YouTube trying to explain what the stupid laptop even means. <laughs> Those people love it. Those people love it. Some good dancing. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, but here's a serious question from a friend of the show, Z530. Uh, just off off the cuff, Gordon, uh, what's the best 3060 class laptop I can get for a high refresh rate 1080p gaming on the go? What would you recommend? Oh, man. You know, I don't think I've seen... I, most of the 3060s I've seen have all been like sort of studio content creation laptops i mean 3060 and 1080p high refresh doesn't seem like it generally is a configuration you're going to get to that's usually 3070 and up now there's there's it depends what you mean by high refresh oh. uh these days a lot of like 144 hertz we'd mm-hmm. all traditionally call high refresh and you can find a lot of Three six thirty sixty laptops with that, but if you're looking for those new two forty or three sixty hertz laptops, they're not with the thirty sixty. Yeah, sorry, I'm that's I'm I'm calibrating against actual current what that three sixties and the two hundreds and uppers. What I would consider a high refresh these days. So yeah, you're right. You run to the mill thirty sixty laptop with a, a ten eighty one forty fours is pretty common. So and good. <laughs> and good. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you sort of build a laptop around your needs. I would say real quick, um, without us suggesting anything in particular, I would say that when you're looking, um, definitely uh, do a little research on the panel itself because they vary so much from model to model. So that's going to really make or break your experience. So make sure that if you are going to spend some money on that, that it's actually a good panel. Mm-hmm. Like the like good colors, mm-hmm. um, battery life is pretty decent and all that kind of stuff. Not that you're going to be gaming on battery, but just when you're using the PC otherwise. Although it is crazy, but the higher refresh rate panels are are really nice. That they they you A would think one forty four would be like oh yeah it is compared to sixty it is markedly better than sixty, but the even higher refresh rate panels are just. Pretty, pretty, Three, pretty beautiful to see. Three hundred and sixty hertz is so ridiculous. Like even just 
typing and mousing around the desktop like it's joyful. Yeah. But the problem is then you get used to it and then you have to go game on your normal monitor. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we got we got some more fun questions here. Uh, uh, friend, friend of the show, Pedro Acura, uh, has a question about RAM. <clears throat> uh, would they have any issues using a single DIMM of the same brand, same RAM, it's G-Skill, uh, with others in dual channel, uh, but it's also the same brand and type of RAM? Uh, so essentially not not paired you know off the line yeah so you're 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 sort of using a grab bag of of memory generally what happens is there is a chip on the the modules called an spd or serial serial presence detect chip basically contains the profiles of it uh generally where you're going to put in the motherboard it'll so you sort of have mixed you know the old days you usually recommend you have both exactly the same it should, if everything is correct, go look at the mismatched modules and opt to go with the slower of the two is what is supposed to happen. But you generally don't have problems. <laughs> you're just going to get people telling you, well, you, you gotta, you're got you not running CL5 memory, which is people will yell at you on Reddit. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, another question from front of the show, Dennis Siberian. When purchasing an old CPU for a budget build, how far back would uh, you all go is it better to buy an old i5 i7 or a xeon or a new generation i3 or pentium oh i know for a fact elena has some thoughts on this Mm -hmm. i do there may even be an article coming soon on pc world uh that was inspired by this question when i saw it in discord um uh so i guess do you I don't know. I don't know if Dennis is actually in the chat, so I don't know if they want the TLDR version of this or the full version. But I would say the, the semi-in-between answer is just you need to take some things into consideration, right? So, like, security. You know, how far back do you, are you willing to go and still be able to take advantage of security patches that are important? Um how easy is it going to be to get a motherboard, an affordable motherboard for that chip? Um, do you want to do any uh, in-place upgrades of the chip uh, without having to upgrade the motherboard? Uh, like things like that. That's what you want to take into consideration. If you want the like super TLDR version, I would say like don't go farther back than Coffee Lake on Intel. Mm. Uh, and then with Ryzen, I would stick around like 2000 series. All for the Windows 11. Uh, question i guess mm-hmm. mm. yeah no it is it's a rough one although generally well, i think good sorry just to say like it's not just windows 11 but like there's the other hardware considerations for those two as well where it's like motherboard availability security patches all that kind of stuff and that's kind of where i land and how far back i'd go right now i i do think that one thing is weird is xeon gets devalued far more than than core I've noticed used because like people will take like an 18 core Xeon and sell it for like, I don't know, 180 bucks because <laughs> it's just like, cause it's a Xeon or whatever. And you know, you've got these corporations just dumping them overboard into e-waste and somebody resells it. So it mm-hmm. does seem like the better deals are on, on Xeon for used parts for, for legacy. Yes. If you're talking about used, uh, that is definitely an option. I was I was looking at this more from a perspective of somebody who can still get these parts new or oh. like, you know, sometimes like there are because it's not just the U.S. we're talking about like worldwide market. Not everyone is as current as the U.S. and like parts of Europe and Asia and all that. Right. So this could actually still be sold new 
in your local stores. So, you know, I feel like someone who's asking this question often comes from that perspective as well, where it's like, we hear this a lot, my country, I can only get, you know, this two generations ago. So like, which one should I go for of these options, that kind of thing? Right here in the US, somebody in the last month, I don't know who or the exact time, tweeted me a picture of they saw uh, Ryzen, I think 1700X on the shelf at Micro Center. So it's even right here in the US, sometimes you can find that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I bet there's a the the store near us. They had a KB Lake X three years ago. I bet it's still there. If I go in there, I bet that KB Lake X is still there on the shelf, retail box. Thing is, though, for Z for Zeons, I do feel like that's definitely somebody who actually wants all those cores as well. Like, I don't know if you're necessarily going to be getting the best chip for you if you're getting a Zeon, but you plan to do a lot of single core applications. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although you could probably buy the, you know, they always have those rebranded low core count Xeons that are certified for, you know, companies who want to pay a lot of money for all the management stuff. So that's not a bad option too. used if you can do you. I only know this because of all the YouTube videos. I always see a lot like I got a, you know, 64 core, you know, for $80. Like, damn, that's a pretty good deal. Nice. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, a couple more quick questions, and we'll get out of here. Uh, Fly Flygare uh, is asking: Is a is it any difference between using a G Sync monitor or a FreeSync monitor when I have an NVIDIA GPU? Uh yes, monitor quality matters quite a bit. G Sync, the benefit about that, the biggest one, is that it will all just work. You plug it in; it doesn't matter what frame rate your GPU is fitting out; it'll all just work. It'll have all the NVIDIA features. Uh, there really is a lot to be said for that. I can see why they're keeping it as a premium brand. 3Sync also does Adaptive Sync, which is the big draw of these. Uh, but FreeSync is a quite a bit more of a Wild West. Uh, you'll often find monitors that only support it, like, say, 30 frames per second to 75 frames per second or something like that. And if you drop above or below that, it won't work. Some of them will have uh, low frame rate compensation, so anti-ghosting kind of stuff. Or no, that's what I was just talking about. They will also have anti-ghosting features. Uh, that is, again, just native in GeForce, uh, G-Sync. But you have to usually play for, uh, I forget what they even call it these days, FreeSync Premium uh, Monitor, or look for a FreeSync monitor that specifically says they support it. You'd have to spend some time digging through AMD's page. You can get a very, very good, like, great experience with FreeSync monitors. You're you're seeing a lot more great ones these days than we used to, but it could just involve a bit more homework. Although I don't but, even, I mean, G-Sync compatible, I think we need to point out, G-Sync compatible is really kind of muddy yeah. the waters. G-Sync compatible is NVIDIA's brand for hijacking FreeSync. Uh, they're FreeSync <laughs> monitors that are really nice and pass NVIDIA's murky certification process. We don't know what they actually use do in that certification process, but all the G-Sync compatible monitors are FreeSync monitors that are excellent quality and work with GeForce cards out of the box. You don't have to do manual configuration like you do with every other FreeSync panel. So, yes, they can all work. Uh, FreeSync is a bit of a Wild West. You might have to do some homework. Okay. That was a fun one. Uh, here's a, a good one from uh, Slogan. Uh, Slong- just wait before, before, before we go on. Sorry, sorry. sorry. One, one final thought just popped into my head. When you're looking at those, stay realistic about your graphics card, too, because 
you might be able to save some real money by getting one of those monitors that only support it from like 30 to 75 hertz if it's a 75 hertz panel but if you're playing games and you're like there's no way i would let my games ever drop below 30 hertz to begin with then you don't maybe necessarily care about that low frame recompensation so just like i said there's a lot of homework involved just be realistic with what your graphics card can do and how you're actually playing okay nice uh this one's from Slongen. uh getting ready to start my first build ever congratulations excited uh and was just curious if there was one brand all of us would look for uh, for parts on the builds uh, aside from a CPU and GPU. Meaning, you know, do, do we always kind of gravitate towards one manufacturer for the case or the power supply or the motherboard? <clears throat> it's a political question, but I actually have an answer. Uh, just personally, in all the builds that I've done, uh, EVGA has never done me wrong. I feel they have great customer support whenever there are issues. Like, I haven't had, personally, any issues with any EVGA gear I've ever bought. Uh, They always come out, they fix it, they get it done right, they have the cool step-up program. I think EVGA does a lot of cool stuff. They're even making AMD motherboards now. Their motherboards are top-notch. You know, the power supplies are top-notch. They have some really interesting cases. Uh, So, yeah, I just... I've always liked EVGA's reputation as built as a brand. I have no preference. Although I do like Asus BIOS more, but yeah, matter. I agree with that. <laughs> I would say, kind of tacking on to what Brad's saying, is that I feel like for every major, like super, like the super big manufacturers, you're going to always find somebody who had a bad experience, and it's going to stay with them. And a lot of people remember that for like decades after and they just won't go back to that manufacturer but there are also people a lot of people and they are they're they're big for a reason have great experiences too so just kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at people's negative reviews that like there are absolutely valid experiences but roll the dice and the odds are that you won't be one of those people yeah and then also you know that is that is the wonderful world that we live in is you can you can build something have an unpleasant experience on this side of the fence and buy it from somebody else next time. Cause you can, you can be angry at them and it that's perfectly fine. You have, you have a choice on this side. Yeah. And I, I think for me, when it, when it doesn't come to CPU and GPU, cause that's so much about, you know, the actual, most of the workload of, of work and play stuff, you know, uh, cases you're talking about just preference and visually to build in size constraints. It's just, so many different things. I don't think there's one brand I would look for there. I mean, I would say probably the only one that just if I were to quickly, you know, put something together on PC part picker for, you know, build we're doing here or, or recommendation. Uh, the only one I would say was that, that Corsair, I usually tend to go for Corsair power supplies. Like that's usually just my, my default to just be like, oh, okay, there's Corsair. It's, you know, it's more about the, the certified, the gold or, you know, 80 plus bronze, things like that. But I, I I find myself gravitating more towards Cors- Corsair power supplies than others, but uh. I just bought a Gigabyte one. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good price. Did you get it as part of a bundle? Yeah. No, I, I got a sixty bucks on Amazon. It was used too, so I don't know why they returned it. <laughs> nice. Uh, a couple more, then we'll get out of here. <clears throat> Ziv Ziv was asking in front of the show. Ziv, uh, how much of a premium would you consider paying for a PCIe four NVMe drive? Versus a 3.0 for a gaming prosumer type build. Yes. <laughs> I, I disagree. I would say uh, it depends on 
specifically what your workloads are because I 100% feel that SATA drives are totally fine for gaming. Uh, direct storage coming in Windows 11 might change that. But for right now, like for general system responsiveness, for gaming, for all that kind of stuff, you can save money and get virtually the exact same experience with a SATA drive versus an NVMe, I consider. But if you're starting to do stuff where you're moving large files around on the prosumer side or doing anything like that, uh, you need fast access to it. Uh, NVMe is worth its weight in gold. But yeah, I would, you know, if you're building a, a Rocket Lake or Horizon system, why why would you not do Gen Four? Although I would, I would also argue, you know, probably makes a difference on the SSD. You know, definitely the 980 Pro is not the same as a, a lower end QLC drive, so that matters yeah. too. But you know, it's like I mean, buying I, a Gen Three graphics card. I mean, I could I could see somebody starting with a PCIe Gen Three higher capacity drive you know like as if you're prosumer you're kind of in that space where you might actually appreciate having more space than the extra speed bump and don't get me wrong i mean it's a it's still a decent speed bump with pcie 4 but the cost cost could really just make a two terabyte drive uh like gen 3 two terabyte drive a more attractive option than you know like a one terabyte that is really fair because if you're looking at a you know like a 980 pro one terabyte for 200 bucks versus a two terabyte you know you know older drive for gen 3 yeah i would personally still take that that gen 4 980 pro because, yeah you know you're, it's like yeah well i, I mean, mean i think it really just, depends on your budget and your preferences at that point right because it's like if it's prosumer you're not really probably getting paid for it so you you're not you're not really losing money in that you are spending more time on a you know file transfer or render or whatever yeah, no, and it, it is it is very interesting because what earlier what I said like it's like buying a Gen three GPU, which you can't do, but it, it you most people cannot ninety nine percent of people gamers can't tell the difference between a Gen three and a Gen four GPU and anything, oh. but a Gen four SSD, especially a high end one, is considerably faster than a than a Gen three drive. So it just depends on what you do as far as drive mm-hmm. access goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. It's actually something I don't think anybody's looked too hard at. And the fact that nobody really has noticed probably tells me it's not that huge a deal. So, hmm. uh, Sorry, one last really good question uh, from Flygear Fly uh, as well. Uh, in a build, can a PSU that is precisely enough make the computer run any worse than a better PSU would? Yeah, it, When you're talking about like overhead, you know, hey wattage and yeah like that is, is, is what i'm thinking they're they're referencing no i know so they're saying if like you say you build a system and and you have a 650 watt power supply to run a what thir- what's a 3080 what's the min min PSU? 650 i think 650 is that yeah it can right, potentially close. you know there's uh, the wattage is not the only figure you should care about on a uh, power supply sl- selection so, you know, there's efficiency, there's clearly the, the warranty behind it, you know, and there's, there's a lot of other things that, that matter. But I would think if you, are, if you are running it that close to the edge anyway, there's, it's definitely better to have a better brand power supply that will supply mm-hmm. more power on a summer day when it's 80 degrees in your office and 95 degrees inside your machine 
So you want a higher quality power supply than a lower power spot, lower quality power supply that could probably barely ever put out 650. So I, I think it, there's a lot of other things to it, but I would think you wouldn't want to skimp that much unless you're doing a competitive build with Elena and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I we should do another agree. one of those. I think as far as like the act, like the technical question goes, like if you have a 650 watt power supply and somehow you manage magically manage to make your computer run at 650 watts, you wouldn't see a performance benefit from going to 750. But for all the reasons Gordon just said, you don't want to be right the edge that close. Yeah, you could actually see stability question uh, problems on really, really hot days when the output goes down. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Uh, thank you for all the questions. We got so many more, but we got to get out of here. So, Gordon, why don't you uh, you take us out? So, check back next week for your fix. So, uh, God, what in the world is that? <laughs> I can't read. That's the how I feel as Gordon editor. I know. <laughs> check back next week for your fix on piece. Uh, what is wrong with this? I must have changed something and I didn't. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For our audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please leave a review. Every time you do, the president of a superpower eliminates young people from (laughs) playing Counter-Strike so then older gamers can play Counter-Strike. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Check out the new PCWorld.com, y'all. We have a lot of cool stuff coming in the next week. Eleni. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. PCWorld.com, PCWorld.com, PCWorld.com. <laughs> <laughs>